You knew it was in here instead of the other one. Good afternoon, uh, members of the committee, members of the public. Um, we're in the committee room today because there is a planning inquiry going on next door, so I apologise for the cramped um, room, but... Um, I still have to make a couple of notices because there's no fire drill planned for this afternoon, so if the bells go, it's for real. And if that happens, please make your way out of the door, down the stairs, and assemble in front of the building. Could I also ask you to turn your mobile phones off, please, or put them onto silent? Um, we have um, no vice chairman with us this afternoon. But as we're in this small room, I think I can see you all. But just jump up and down if I don't see you and say, I'm not there. Can we just check that we're recording? Yes, we are recording. That was the next thing to say. We are recording. According to our technical officer, we are now online. So when you speak, please use your microphones. And everybody has got a microphone, haven't they? And then there's a microphone there for public speakers as well. We're going to all be looking at the screen. And now it's working. That's good. So, without any further delays, I'm going to ask for apologies for absence and declarations of interest. Uh, apologies for absence from councillors Mackman, Eden and Lachlan. Okay. Uh, well, that means the rest of us are here. We are. Um, does anybody have any declarations of interest to make? No? If you think of them... While we're doing the meeting, please just put your hand up so we can make a note of it. Okay, we'll go straight on to the minutes of the 10th of December. 
2014, last year, is it your wish that I sign them as a correct record? realised I wrote a cheque with 14 instead of 15 today. <laughs> Somebody's going to come back to me saying. <laughs> okay, matters arising from those minutes. I should go through page by page. So, page 5 in your um, itineraries. Okay, uh, Councillor, Councillor Ranger. Thank you, Chair. Yes, it's just to confirm that we did receive the email from the Assistant Director of Planning and Building Control over the query on the condition on yeah. application 2412 Felstead. Yes. Yeah. yes, we all got a copy yeah. of that, so that was fine. Page 6. Page 7. Page 8. Page nine. Yes, Jim. It's condition. It's page nine and page eleven. To be honest, um, members will. I'll do a bit cut for so do page eleven first. Members will recall that um, I did a, a report regarding the changes to the government's stance on affordable housing, for which I said, and if you look at page eleven, it says in a rural area where the lower threshold was applied. Um, I in, we incorrectly advised you in terms of the definition of a rural area and we, we actually specified that it was the whole of the district apart from Stansted, Dunmore and Saffron Warden. That's not the case. Um, under the actual official designation of rural areas within the, uh, within the appropriate legislation, we have not got any rural areas. Now that is perverse, me saying that aloud, but uh, according, to the according to the definitions, we have not got any rural areas, so we are unable, and it's, it's down to um, things like AOA, OAMBs and national parks and that type of thing is what the definition of a rural area is. We are a very rural area, but we're not a definition of a rural area, so we cannot seek contributions under t of 10 and under. So that, that caveat regarding that is, is not correct. So there is a report going to Cabinet tomorrow, uh, which actually clarifies a particular stance. I'm not even going to claim that that's a, that's a good move. I, think, I don't think that's a very good move for the district at all. Uh, um, but that is unfortunately where we are in terms of the government's stance regarding that. So we can't seek contributions of 10 and under on anything in terms of, in terms of specifically affordable housing in terms of this discussion, which means on page 9, on the, the matter that members as a member recalled approving uh, UTT stroke 14 stroke 2387 stroke full Takeley, which was land adjacent to the chalet, members resolved to a 106 plus an, a, rec a recommendation for a 106 to seek contributions towards affordable housing. Unfortunately, we can't do that now, so I would like to seek a member's authority to drop that particular part off the requirements on the section 106. Before you go any further, I will declare a non-pecuniary interest, as I did uh, when we were deciding this one, that I am a member of the church, and the church came into this discussions. Uh, but I will just add that I am very disappointed with this ruling from the government. Um, one of the ways we are going to get enough affordable housing in this district is 
by getting them through our 40%. And here we are, we can be declared rural in one area by, by one set of inspectors, etc. But then the government says we're not. I really do think we need seek clarification. I believe it's all to do with the right to buy, isn't it, But on this particular issue? But I think more will be said at the Cabinet meeting tomorrow. Councillor Kent. You're not on. Can you just press it? Yeah. I really think we should ask this coalition and, you know, whether they actually want us to build affordable homes or not. Because, to me, the amount, the number of affordable homes we get from small developments like this in small mixed developments, which are ideal for villages and small communities, are, are you know, you can't put value on that. And it does seem to me that the government is saying one thing with one hand and something completely different when it legislates. Councillor Davy. Uh, Madam Chairman, I, I'm just looking around to see if we've got a legal officer present. We don't. Yes, we have. Oh, we do. Hello. Um, it's just that uh, <clears throat> this conversation regarding 106 and, and so on and rural areas, if I should be declaring an interest, I will declare it uh, in as far as I am no longer have any pecuniary interest in the field next to our house, but that, that was and is still a subject of planning applications, which I have nothing to do with. Mm, okay. Uh, it is very sad. I know that we will be raising tomorrow that we need to get cl seek clarification from the government with regard to this, and we will be this will be raised tomorrow. Uh, yes, it is. It's tomorrow night at the cabinet meeting in Dunmo. So do please come along if you wish to uh, make your comments there, Councillor Ranger. Yes, Chairman. I, I just wonder how it leaves us in respect of uh, exception sites. Completely, they're, they're done under different legislation. I mean, this is, I think, half the problem. There's legislation for each thing. Yes, yes. But that is because the land is... Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mr. Olivia, but, but, I, but would you like to just explain? That's, it's to do with the, the giving of the land, isn't it? When there's a rural exception site, almost all the houses or all the houses are affordable houses. Now um, they can build one or two to make a bit of money as well. But the majority have to be affordable housing if it's going to be a rural exception site. The other way around. Could I just clarify, do we actually need a resolution from members to approve the fact that we're going to drop the requirement for affordable housing? Yes, because it yeah. is a, uh, an amendment to a, a one. I didn't think our legal officer had finished, but never mind. What I want to do reluctantly is to propose formally that we withdraw from the lack of contribution for affordable housing, and hopefully through you we can take it further with government on the right time and the right place. Yes, I, uh, I feel very strongly about this, and I should be urging the leader to do that tomorrow. Do I have a seconder for that, please? Councillor Wells, seconded it. All those in favour, please show. Um, no, it's, 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 it's everybody bar, Councillor. Did you voting against? Sorry. Sorry, could you put them up? All those in favour of the resolution to drop this, please show. Dead. Any against? One abstention. Okay, fine. Thank you. Right. Uh, anything else at the minutes? That was page 9 and 11. What about page 10? 
Um, can I just ask a question? We did, um, we confirmed the tree preservation order that they, so they could cut the trees down. It was said that you would enter discussions with them. Has anything happened on that? All I can say is that I think, I can't say this for sure, but I think that Ben has contacted, the council's tree officer has contacted and is engaging with the... There are no items withdrawn this afternoon. All right, then we'll go straight on the agenda. And we will start with UTT 143182, which is a full following outline for Sufferwald. And, and Emmanuel Alinago is going to take us through it. Can, are you all right where you're sitting? It's a, okay. Thank you, Chair. Good afternoon, councillors. This is the application site, and uh, the site is approximately 0.66 hectares. And it is located on the northern side of the Radwinter Road. If you can see my arrow there. Do we need to drop that We are dropping the blinds because at least we can then see what yeah. we're talking about. It's all, it's all or nothing, isn't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's well, that's right. It's all right. Leave that one then. <laughs> Councillor Menel, did you wish to... <coughs> just, just one moment, Emmanuel. Yes. Yes, that's right. It should have been in front of you. Right. Well, what we do is just let um, the officer give his report, and then before I bring the speaker in, I will give you a couple of minutes to read those conditions that need to be put on if you're minded to approve. Okay. So, would you okay. like to... Uh, thank you, Chair. The, the update uh, yellow sheet in front of you is uh, part of the planning condition that's supposed to accompany the planning uh, uh, committee report. And there is also another condition that I will be recommend, uh, putting forward later on during this presentation. We just only arrived at about 11.30 this morning to do with uh, wild, protection of wildlife within the site. You don't have that copy in front of you, but I'm going to discuss this as I go along this presentation. Thank you. This is the application site. The site is approximately 0.66 hectares, and it is located on the northern side of Radwinter Road. It is bounded on the western side by Safra Walden Community Hospital to the eastern north by proposed care home from an existing Ministry of Defence Fall Depot to the east. The southern, part of the, uh, the southern part of the site is bounded by Rad Winter Road, as I said, and followed by Tesco Store, with somewhere there. As you can see, it's a derelict site. Former, well, is, is, in land use term, this is uh, designated as an employment site, but currently the premises have been vacant for a very reasonable period of time, as you can see from this angle. And uh, the history behind this, uh, in terms of uh, uh, land use, we, the council has already approved 54. 52 dwellings in addition with another separate outline application for 60 bed extra care unit. 
I've mentioned that basically because in terms of principle, the issue here is whether residential will be acceptable. In conclusion, it is considered that based on the history of the site and that it has been vacant without any uh, attraction bringing it to an employment use, the benefit of residential development on this side will be considered acceptable, subject to the following matters. Therefore, the main issue before you this afternoon, Councillor, is whether, as I said, the principle of the proposed development has been considered acceptable based on what I've just said earlier on. Secondly, whether the scale, mass, form, and layout of the appearance of the development that I'm going to present this afternoon is considered acceptable in terms of the character of the area and the likely impact it might have on the living condition of adjoining occupiers. Secondly, the second issue will be the impact on heritage asset because uh, the site itself is within a designated archaeological priority zone. Thirdly, whether the proposal will have an impact on the conservation conservation, nature conservation area in terms of wildlife implications. And the traffic implication, finally, the impact of the proposal on local infrastructure, such as health facilities, GPs, and affordable housing. As I said, the principle of the proposal is acceptable based on the planning history revolving this application site. In terms of the scale and design, I can confirm predominantly that area is characterized by different forms of buildings, residential, retail stores, light industrial, ranging from single-story to three-story dwelling. Therefore, in design terms, the approach taken on this scheme has mirrored the existing character of the area, ranging from two to three. Therefore, considering the location of the site and its proximity to nearby community uh, hospital, Safra Water Community Hospital, the form, layout, and the design of the scheme before you is not likely to affect any adjoining occupiers in terms of the massing, and in terms of the character, it is sympathetic to the surrounding area. Therefore, it complies to the policy in the local plan. The third issue that before this application is that it, it is within a designated archaeological zone. Measures have been taken and it has been advised by a senior historical officer that it will not have any implication to any archaeological remains. Therefore, in, in policy terms, the policy complies to policy AMV4. In terms, of, uh, uh, in, in terms of the implication of the proposal on nature conservation, a habitat survey has been submitted. Our archaeological consultant came out this afternoon and concluded in order to safeguard lizards and reptiles within this site, a biodiversity management plan has been recommended as a planning condition. That will be appended to any recommendation taken this afternoon. As I said, the highway implication in consultation to our highway authority, the proposal will not have any implication to highway issues. In terms of parking, we have 36 parking spaces at 0.5 space per apartment, which includes four disabled spaces located near to the main entrance, two motorcycle spaces, six cycle parking locked to the three Sheffield standards. Finally, in terms of impact on local infrastructure, given the scale and mass of this proposed development, it is felt that uh, it might have pressure on existing health facilities such as GP and other health I mean, community facilities. In consultation with the NHS, 
they have decided in, in order to uh, the mitigation measures that has been advanced is that the applicant has to make a contribution of 16,000, I mean 14,680 pounds to support health facilities. In addition to that, 100% of the scheme will be affordable, as I have cited in my report. In order to make the scheme more viable, the applicants have advanced that they will require 13 units private cell apartments. Overall, the scheme is considered acceptable, subject to the recommended planning condition and completion of Section 106. I recommend this application for approval. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to read the conditions, and there will also be an extra condition if you're minded to approve with regard to a biodiversity plan to accompany the planning, the planning application. Yeah? <coughs> so, if you could do that, and then while you're doing that, I would suggest that... Uh, what? Is this the same uh, supplementary representation? that was sent out on email this morning. Yes. Thank you. So, um, while you're looking at that, if I could ask Sue Mayer, yes. the agent, who would like to come and sit there, and then uh, you, once they've looked at the yellow pages, we'll get you to speak. Fine, thank you. You have three minutes to put your case. Okay, members, have you read the... In that case, I'm going to ask Sumer, who is the agent, if she would like to give her presentation. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chair. Well, my name is Susan Pajit-Magyar. I'm the uh, director from Hunters Architects, acting on behalf of East Thames Group, who are the registered provider. And I'm here today to present Radwinter Road to you. In summary... Radwinter is 73 apartments. I always like to use that word apartments because they're people's homes, not units. 
We believe we've designed something that's a true mixed tenure development. We have a mix of market housing, 13 units, intermediate housing, 20 units, and social rented housing, 40 units, of which there is a mix of one and two bed apartments. We're not looking at bed sits, we're not looking at what people often think is sort of care homes, they are true one and two bed apartments. At the start of this, our objectives were to meet standards, design standards they are. There's design and quality standards to meet, lifetime homes. We've achieved all 16 points for the lifetime homes. Building for life, secure by design, building regs, we believe you can tell me maybe otherwise we've met the planning policy requirements, the happy to report, and also achieving the sterling dementia design guide as well. Behind those standards are what are our proposals for the design. We believe that we have actually, we're promoting here an excellent design, one that has a sense of place. At the start of any design, we look at what are the points of reference. And as has been described earlier, the points of reference where we often take our design steer is the Tesco building opposite. I'm not sure how many people here might think that's an excellent design, but we've looked at that as a point of reference. We looked at the community hospital next door. We looked at sort of the main route up and down Radwinter Road. What we believe we are providing here is a building of excellent quality, and that is quality in terms of the design, quality in terms of the materials. But what's very important, and what I promoted here when I presented to a lot of the members back in the summer, this isn't just a design that you look at the external appearance. A lot of the residents here will be spending a lot of time in their homes. We have made particular care and attention, paid particular care and attention to the internal design to make sure that when you are in your new home, when you're in your living space, you have a full width window, you have a full height window. So when you're sitting there, you're not looking at a windowsill, you can see out, you can see in as well. And we believe that that is just as important as the external design. It's a very different building to a one-off house. Likewise, if you're a visitor to the new extra care development, we don't rely on signage to tell you where your way in is, where the entrance is. It's very much, as you approach this development, and I can't see what's up behind me here, the entrance area states this is the entrance area. As you come to your front door, you actually see all the way through the building to the private deck and the private, the private garden beyond. Is that my three minutes? Yes. I've got 20 seconds. I've put on my thing here. In terms of the amenity space, we are actually providing something that is well in excess of a lot of developments that you see. Every resident has their own private terrace, balcony, patio, but also over and above that, there's a shared communal deck outside the lounge areas, there's going to be mature gardens you can meander through as well, and there's also going to be a roof terrace. So we're offering three different types of public space, communal space, and also private amenity space. And in summary, we believe this is a, a development that we are integrating the whole community as well as the new community into the external environment as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Would you like me to carry on sitting here, or shall no, I? No, no. If you could, if you could okay. just turn the microphone off and go join your colleagues again. Thank you. Okay, members, who wishes to? Councillor Kant. Um, thank you. It's not clear to me, looking at this, where the lower ground floor apartments are. Um, could they be pointed out? Are they to the rear? Is there a change in the land levels on this? 
Right, and the, the next question is, um, normally uh, it's pointed out to us which the affordable units are, but I understand in this they're all affordable, in effect. Is that the case, apart from, I think there are 15 for, 13 for sale? 13 that are market. There are market units amongst them. Um, at the moment, it hasn't been differentiated which ones are which, to be honest. Um, in terms of because they aren't differentiable. It's, I mean, I know we go, we usually, when we're talking about straight housing, we're talking about 10 year blindness. Um, there aren't actually obvious which ones, are how, which ones are affordable and which ones are market because the similar product all around the site is different locations within the site. And so it hasn't actually been clarified which ones are going to be affordable and which ones are going to be marketed. That's something that's going to be sorted out at the next stage. I would hope the council would argue quite constructively for that because it does seem to me that the lower ground floor ones are at the rear and because they're lower ground floor you know they are going to be sort of out of it a bit um, so you know I would hope that they were spaced as we would normally expect I think what Councillor Kant is saying that uh, when we put affordable housing onto our large developments, we insist that there are no more than, than 10 in each group and that they are intermingled with the rest. And we are, you are hoping that that will happen within a care hub. Yeah. And I'm sure that that message can That's be very the firmly... Same, same, uh, the same approach will be taken, yes. Yes, right. yeah. Uh, I'm going to do that. The same approach will be taken throughout, yes. Yeah. Okay, Councillor Easton. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Um, we heard that uh, the... Design is considered appropriate, uh, reflecting design in, 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 of the uh, existing constructions in the area. Um, it has to be said that the existing constructions in the area are nothing to write home about to start with. Um, but at least there's a little bit of imagination, slightly more than Tesco's, uh, being shown here, um, if, if a little in a boxy sort of way. Um, but it's not, it's not objectionable. I would ask, Chairman, the architects have used the flat roof design principle. Um, are there any energy saving features for which a flat roof is ideal um, incorporated into these, such as PV cells or solar panels? They're in the report that solar panels will be on the building, correct? Yes, the, the design approach has taken into consideration the issue regarding sustainability, climate change, and the rest of it. That's in the paragraph there yes. in, the, in the report. Uh, the architect has considered appropriate uh, materials and uh, the solar panel incorporated into the part of the facade of the building right. in order to conserve and reinforce external energy. And uh, yep. sorry, sorry, Chairman, I, I missed that one. It's Councillor Ranger. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I'm sure members, fellow members will appreciate uh, and allow me to read from my prepared notes because this is one of those um, applications where I've given it a great deal of pre-thought, 
prior to coming here today, and I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, I've got three areas of concern. The first is my natural obsession with detail. Um, so I've looked at where the internal layouts seem a bit hard to um, be happy with. It's the, the principle mainly of, of how an extra care home works. Um, we have a dining area which um, seems to only have 40 seats, yet there are potentially 107 residents. So how is that going to work? I know each apartment's got its own kitchen, so there will be an amount of um, in-house uh, eating, as it were. Um, is the, on the same basis, is the residence lounge big enough? 107, only 46 seats. Wheelchair circulation needs to come into that. The garden room on the lower ground floor seems small, almost as if it's an afterthought and it's just using up a bit of space. The second concern I have is around the buggy stores and how do they work in terms of accessibility. Um, we've got less number of... We've got 170... Sorry, we've got 73 apartments and only 49 charging points. Um, now, the answer could be not all buggies are charged at the same time, so we don't need a one-for-one -one ratio, but if they're not being charged, where are they? Because there's no indication within the apartment layouts that there's space for the buggy to be put. So those, those are my uh, sort of obsessive things. But the real nitty-gritty, as I see it, is the NHS calculation. Um, now, the applicants accepted the financial contribution of 14000 plus, and that's fine, because the inference could be that by making a space available for a visiting GP, he need not have done that. But the calculation formula, to my mind, is nonsensical as applied in this case, because uh, 2.47 square metres in any surgery means nothing. Um, it's, it's of no use whatsoever. And the total um, that is uh, computed, the 7.34 metres, again, that doesn't um, cons constitute a consulting room. So you know, I'm not sure where that goes. Um, this is an extra care home, so distance of walking to surgery shouldn't be a criteria that would apply in terms of, of formulating a, a policy for a, a, a contribution towards the health provision. Um, any resident of this care home, extra care home, if I am right, would be by um, common practice referred directly to the A&E department of the hospital um, by the staff and the management and if the patient then is in hospital they should be then be able to be discharged back to the care home with the appropriate provision of after hospital care in place now clearly from the plan as I've looked at it there isn't the facility to do that there is a treatment room but it's, it's not really big enough it should be big enough to have a visiting GP being able to come in there on a daily basis to see patients. Um, now, that could be done on a rotor basis from the, uh, the uh, existing surgeries in, in the district. So, in terms of viability of that, um, excuse me, the outline was for 60 units. This is for 73, so obviously it was a viability issue. 
and I can understand that. But if, if there was a rearrangement of some of the areas on the ground floor, I'm sure that there could be a surgery-type facility in there. Now, so we could forego the 14,000 if that's provided, and we will have collected from other developments in the area, contributions towards healthcare, and they could be funded in there to help the viability of, of this, um, this proposal. So, although I'm, I am fully supportive of the scheme for all that it does and all that it needs to do, I'm just worried that in the detail of it all, it's not going to perform as well as it should. Now, if my concerns are loan concerns, then obviously then this, this may well get approved. But if other councillors have got any concerns on that basis, um, I would like to think that we could, I could ask whether that um, a, a referral would find favour while the medical side, the health side, has time for further consideration. But I, I don't want to formally propose a deferment at this time. Thank you, Chair. Before I bring Nigel Brown in, uh, we are, they're talking about here is apartments, flats. I liken this very much to some of our old-fashioned sheltered accommodation, which I have one in my own, uh, the ward I represent in Takeley. It's not a care home like my 98-year-old mother is in, where I think things are done on a different base. But Mr. Brown will come in and explain it. Yeah, I was picking up on Councillor Ranger's comment when he says, discharged from the extra care... They live in the extra care. That's the primarily part of it. Sorry. So if they have to go into hospital, they could be discharged from hospital back to here. They go to social services. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So pick that out. That's yeah. That way round. Because that's exactly what it's for. It's 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 so people could live and not be you know not be committed to hospital. So therefore that's. But then part of I think part of what the PowerPoint hasn't done here. To, to its justice in terms of the space standards within the site, there are, uh, and also you're talking about um, the amount of buggy charging points. Not everyone's necessarily going to have a buggy as part of the issue. Not everyone's necessarily going to be part in the dining room all at the same time. It's an option, and therefore all of it is is all these these various areas of of community areas are not necessarily ever going to have everyone all in the same time. So therefore, and I think part of the PowerPoint. There's been a lot, and in fact, this has been designed from inside out. The designs, the, the, the space standards inside have dictated to what you've ended up with outside, to be honest, and that's part of what, and that's why we've been comfortable as officers in terms of how, the, how it's come through. The, the NHS approach is quite clearly, I'm not, I'm not into hiding behind consultees, but, uh, but in this case I will, because the NHS have quite clearly said this is what they need in this particular act. I do agree that the NHS probably aren't as savvy as they should be in terms of what they are seeking, um, if you compare with things like education and stuff like that. But unfortunately, that is all that NHS are seeking. And I, to some extent, I do agree with what you're saying, but I don't think we could dig any further because that is what the NHS are actually requesting, possibly losing a trick on that particular area. But in terms of when this facility, facility is approved today and it comes forward, other options in terms of care facilities and GP presence and stuff like that could be carried out as, as, as we carry on through. Yes. But is that internal space planning that concerns me, that what is seen just as a treatment room, as I see it, is where the GP would go, or somebody coming in to provide um, some 
uh, other treatments such as reflexology or something like that. But that doesn't seem big enough. There doesn't seem to be enough consideration given to how the GP presence within this building would, would work. Um, the NHS, you're quite right, they're, they're, they are missing tricks and, and we're battling on other fronts and in other places. But I'm just concerned that we're going to approve something that won't be able to be undone later on. Can I just add that um, when my mother decided to give up her car, she tried out a buggy, and I can assure you that the residents of Enfield would have been scared stiff if she'd went, continued with it, because unfortunately, Councillor Ranger, not everybody can actually downgrade to a, a buggy when they have actually driven a car. And I think probably allowing for half is probably a, a pretty fair estimate of, of how many they will have. Um, we've got quite a few... We've got our own housing... Um, shelter housing, which probably could give us a good guide as to how many residents actually have buggies. I thought there were quite a lot of charging points. I thought that was quite good. Now, I've got next is Councillor Perry and then somebody else. Thank you, Chairman. Can I just say that I do support my colleague in what he's saying. I have had a lot of correspondence and consultation with NHS. As our schools are at crisis point in the area, so are our surgeries, even worse state. And we have a big crisis at the moment with amalgamation of some surgeries in Saffron Warden. So I have serious concerns on that aspect. The other aspect I have is regard to parking. Are there any deliveries going to take place or is this an independent extra care living or is it supportive? Um, should we not have a space set aside for our GPs so they can at least get in to see the people because they are at crisis point and all the rest I have is regard to conditions which I'll speak about later. Mr. Brown. The answer to your question is yes, there will be collections, and collections of refuse, there will be deliveries of, of uh, supplies and stuff. Um, part of the, and I'm trying to find out from the, the layout plan, the aim of the day is to have, as well as having a, an access area for the parking areas for staff and for, 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 for residents and, and um, visitors, there's also a surface area with parking areas and turning areas as well as that. So, and that is divided. So there is, there is a surface area. Well, it, it is there. I mean, if, if, we've got the, if we've got the layout plan amongst this lot... Um, Yeah, because you've got... Where's your arrow gone? Yeah, we are. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to see if we've got it on here. We have got it on here. Hang on, just do... Yeah, do but you want to go and point manually? Do you want to point... The problem with PowerPoint... Um, That's part of the problem, yeah. Yeah, it's just trying, it's just trying to use that as the major lift. Is there any chance you could go and just point on that? Just you one of you. you. Just go and point where it is, or where you can. I apologise for being in the committee room, but I'm afraid that the uh, inquiry takes precedence over us. Uh, yeah, it's all down to the PowerPoint presentation, unfortunately. Uh, it's true. Yeah. We cannot change the formula of the NHS. It's, it's, that's uh, right, that's right.
With regard to the contributions from the health authority, the health authority, de authority determine what they ask for. We as members cannot say they should have more. It is a formula laid down by the health authority. I'm looking at the legal officer. Like education do theirs um, and like... Um, highways do theirs. We have raised this issue in other forums that we don't think that the National Health England in this area is asking for enough, but until they deem that they wish to change that formula, we as members cannot give them more money. They have to ask. It has to be agreed through 106. Correct? Am I, am I correct in that? Fine. Um, I've got some more, but I'll add you back. Councillor Hicks is next. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I'm a little concerned about the um, fact that this development is being described as extra care. Um, I, I haven't heard anything uh, so far which, which leads me to believe there is any extra care. There's extra provision for parking buggies, which is, which is very good for older people, but care to me represents something which um, lots of people do require in old age and, and certainly uh, in, um, in their own home at times and sometimes in um, returning to their own home from having been into a medical establishment for treatment. Um, there, there, there are um, county council departments which are concerned with community care providing help for people. Um, and um, what worries me is we seem this development seems to be trying to position itself somewhere between um, uh, retirement apartments where, which have no um, particular um, help provided for its residents and, and um, a nursing home where nursing help and all the other things are provided. And we try, this seems to be trying to position itself somewhere between the two, but not very near to the care and nursing end. It's very near to the other private department and retirement home end. So I think the extra care description uh, needs a little bit of justification here. I think it means by the facilities, like they can have, you can have dining room facilities if you wish to. You can go in and you don't have to cook your own meals. You can go down and get a meal cooked. You, you pay for it, but it's there. Do um, that and in nursing homes. Uh, not in, sorry, not nursing homes. In, in, in retirement homes. I, I think so. But Mr. Yeah. Brown will explain yeah. it and definitely. Yeah, put what you've just described it. there is a halfway house between, a, if you like, a, an old people's home. And, uh, and, a, and a nursing home is exactly what this is. Yeah. That's exactly what extra care is all about. Is in terms of, it is it is somewhere for someone to go back to live. It's a hub for where people can receive, um, you know, you know, healthy or not. If you get to a certain age, you require access to blood tests. You need access to chiropody. You need access to all those type of areas. Now, rather than keep having to be ferried around to various places, you live in comfort in, in relative, and I think apartments is the best way to describe these ones. I don't think that's architectural license as such. So someone has someone to live, it keeps them out of some, because without that, 
you end up being, uh, these people are end up being in hospital simply because they've got test after test after test. They're not necessarily unwell. They're just so much in hospital all the time having tests and, and having various things. It is best to live in the comfort of a, what is a various, relatively a good, when it is a very good apartment, but it becomes a pub where the care comes to them. And, and it is flexible space, so therefore, we, you know, what will happen will happen because you've still got the hospital adjacent to that for facilities, but you will have visiting chiropodists and you still have there, in, and as well as as well as, as other health facilities. And that, that is exactly what you were describing, is what the extra care is all about. It doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be more care necessarily, it's better linkage to care. It's, it's, living, it, 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 it's living independently, but you know you've got back downstairs instead of down the road, I think is what yeah. the, these, these, these facilities are trying to achieve. And we're all going to need them sometime, Councillor Hicks. I understand that perfectly well, um, but my concern is that I think the extra, using the term extra care is misleading. It's giving the impression care is something that's provided by someone. Someone has to provide care. It isn't just a part of the building. It's, it's someone has to actually do something about it. And uh, I have a current experience of a family member who's uh, sent out from hospital. She and her husband were sent out from hospital on Christmas, uh, no, uh, New Year's Day, um, there was supposed to be a support package provided when they got home. Um, the, uh, needless to say, there, the safety net wasn't there. No, nothing was provided. Nobody came to help them. And there were two uh, quite sick people in, in, one, in their own home with nobody actually providing this care that we're talking about. And this is... I, I started out with the impression that this was the sort of gap that this establishment was trying to fill to provide for that... Uh, uh, to avoid that sort of um, occurrence. But without people manning it, providing the care, I don't quite see where the extra care comes from. Just, just to emphasise, there is staff on site... And it's not just, I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, they're a combination of different levels of staff that are actually on site. You, what your example there is exactly what this type of extra care facility is trying to avoid in terms of you go back to it, you go back to your home, and within that home you've got what is basically a, a super version of what is normally a, a sheltered scheme. You, you know, sheltered schemes work well, but you've got more presence of staff on site in terms of providing that support staff, as well as... There are some care going on, but there's also available space for, for carers to come in. And so, therefore, that is exactly what this is doing. There are people on staff and on site. Councillor Lamb. Thank you, Chairman. Just a small point on the back of the yellow paper under air quality. Um, measures may include the provision of an electric vehicle charging point. Well, I think in future we will be having more electric cars on the road. Uh, I'm not happy with the word may. Either they're going to provide a charging point or they're not going to provide a charging point. And I would, I would like to see that they do provide a charging point. Good. Conditions are, I recommend that. Yeah, I'm sure we can change the... Um 
Conditions are recommended where possible to require measures to be taken. Is that down as a condition when we talk about yeah. charging points? All right, we can... I, I agree with Councillor Lemon on that one. Yeah. It, you know, in terms of well, the wording of the condition, you don't have the words may in there. You, you yeah, shall. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Um, thank you, Chairman. Um, going back to some of the things that Councillor Ranger has discussed, um, is there... I'm somewhat concerned about the move to from 60 to 73, and I know you talk about financial viability, but we're probably adding at least £4 million to this in providing, um, is it 15 or 13 um, two-bedroom flats for sale, say. Uh, so we're providing an, an, a lot of extra money compared to what the, the planning application which was before us before, which presumably was viable, otherwise it wouldn't have been bought to us for 60. Has, has, have those extra flats been provided um, as a result of a diminution of public facilities? Because it does seem to me that we've got, we're going to have 73 flats here, full of old people, what you don't want is 73 flats full of old people who stay in their flats totally isolated socially. I mean, the whole thing about old people is social deprivation is one of the major things, one of the major contributors to ill health and all the other things. And so it does seem to me very important that at times they're taken out of their flats for, treat, for the sort of treatments that diabetes sufferers and, and everyone else needs, that everything isn't done for them in the home because I think that's really bad news. And I, I do think in, in a, a facility like this you do really need to encourage people to come out into attractive sitting rooms where they can talk to each other and share problems, etc. And so I'm, I suppose what I'm really saying is I, I really want assurance that we're not providing an extra £4 million to the developers at the cost of a diminution of services to the... And I do think, as Councillor Ranger says, it has to be a condition that there are adequate facilities for any medical staff. And I, I personally think it says it all when the NHS asks for £14,000 and we actually give the developers another four or five million. I mean, what hope is there? Mr Brown. Yeah, well, there's two bits to that, to that question. First of all, the issue about the inclusion of the private units... That is financed. Between when we allowed, when we envisaged it in the, the local plan that's now been aborted and the, and the outline permission and today, funding, there's been a funding problem and that's simple, blatantly, grants being cut. So as a result of that, in order to make it work, there is, there is, there is some requirements for some inclusion of some private units. Added to that, there is, a, there is a demand for those private units as well in terms, of it, in terms of bringing that in. The second part of the issue in terms of linkage out, so therefore they're not isolated in those properties. Part of the presentation was a lot of people, these residents will spend a lot of time inside by choice, to be, some, to be honest, hence why there's the way it's been designed. But there will be linkages out. Um, the, the site is adjacent to the literally having the residential activity, the residential units which are going to be developed next side, the area in this location here, I, I can't get the arrow to move, but you, that's it, yeah. You've got, actually got the open space for the, yeah. for the areas there. Um, I'm not saying that's it, 
but in terms of the linkage out from the particular site um, and in terms of the activities in terms of Tesco's, part of the proposals is in terms of um, allowing it. I mean, that's part of what will happen. You've got a hub of group of people, and they, I'm sure there will be linkages out. And there will be, not all the cares can be provided in, not all the cares can be provided in community hospital, there will be linkages out. But also, there's also non-residents coming in. Um, part of the, the dining facilities, there is a, you know, the way that works and the way we've seen these work before, that you end up with a community cafe where people from the residents over here have got facilities adjacent to them, which they can go to and plug into. So there's a part of one way to un-isolate elderly people is for them to be close to other activities and, and simply having residential activity next door and the intermission between the two um, can work and so therefore that has thought has gone into how this one looks onto the residential units looks onto Tesco's and looks out as well as the way that it will be managed will be facilities will be taken out to do care taken out for leisure and all sorts of things so we are satisfied as officers that is that is the thinking behind what's been designed here. Can I just ask a final point? We've got people with buggies, so there are obviously maybe one, one of the partners is slightly more active than another. Have we arranged a crossing point of some description? Because presumably most of them will need to go to Tesco's, the ones who will want to use their kitchens and feed themselves, will want to go to Tesco's. It's not a very good road if you're not particularly mobile to cross. So I do think we should urge um, highways that there is some sort of crossing. We can put on a we can put on note um, we can put on a note of notification. Don't yeah, I think there's an element of chicken and egg here. Is, is obvious. You are absolutely spot on there. I mean, it, you know, I can I can understand in a few in a few once this is if this is approved and developed within a few months, suddenly the highways goes, oh, we need a crossing point there, but they won't put it in there until they know there's a demand for it. But I agree with Councillor, Councillor the Chairman that we maybe put that request through to highways. Councillor yep. Davy has not spoken before, so I'm taking you next. Uh, thank you, Madam Chairman. Actually, most of the points I was going to raise have been more or less covered, but I think what some of us perhaps haven't understood, and I think I might understand a bit better, is, is, the, is the financial setup of it. Is it uh, there will be service charges, which will be quite ex quite expensive, and that, to some extent, will select the sort of people who are going to go in there. Uh, if they've got the need for, for the facilities, they're going to have to pay for it. As I understand it, quite a few of these will be council affordable, and therefore, um, I happen to know that... You know, you can have those, you can have those that can afford it. There's a sliding scale. Um, and, and therefore, and actually that's very good because if you get a mix of clients, you actually get a good mix and they, they become sociable. And I think that, you know, some of the fears, I understand some of the fears, but I think we're actually, you know, it's the way that care in the community is going with regard to the elderly. We're all living longer and therefore we do need to look at how we deal with it. Now, Councillor Menon, you're next. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I should think the jacuzzi, you'd need a fracture clinic having supplied that. Um, but my real question was, when we had the pre-application meeting, we were a bit concerned about the exterior design, which Councillor Easton has mentioned earlier, could I have a little bit more information on the softening of the aspect of this building and the landscaping that's going to be provided? Because it, although it's 
trying to look similar to the buildings around, which are all equally unattractive, I think we could soften this facade a bit. As we know, dark grey is the in colour for all designers these days. So it's, it is, it's, it's an old style with a modern twist. Um, I, and, and there is quite a good landscaping condition there. So I, I, think that, uh, I don't think that Virginia Creeper will be going I'm all up kidding. it. Uh, but I'm sure that uh, we can make sure within the landscaping conditions that sympathetic and good landscaping goes in. So it is like a nice house in the countryside. But the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? Right, I'm on to the second round now for Councillor Eastman. Would you, be, would you mind if I brought Councillor Wells in, who I didn't see before and she hasn't spoken before? I did, I did put my hand up. Yeah, yeah. okay, fine. Um, I just wanted to say, really, that I, I think we're getting a little bit hung up, having listened to everyone, about the description of the extra care and about what we consider the inmates, if that's a word we should use or not use, uh, might do with their time. And in principle, I think this development provides all the amenities that people would like to expect and the ability to come and go, either out on your own or people coming in. And in, in general, I think it's a good development, and I, I'm happy to propose. Thank you. Do we have a seconder for that, please? Councillor Salmon. Yes, uh, Mr. Brown. Just to clarify before you carry on, one thing that's missing from the recommendation is, ironically, within the suggested 106, the NHS contribution is not actually mentioned in the, in the recommendation. So can I just... Can I just add the NHS contribution to the to the recommendation as well? That's just a. a That's fine, and also the um, a, a letter to the highways with regard to a, a, a zebra cross, crossing, if required. Um, that's fine. Okay, we've got that on the table now. So I'm, I will go back to Councillor Eastman. Thank you, Madam Chairman. I'm coming back to Councillor Hicks's comments about care. We have a staff room, we have a treatment room, not sure what the treatment room is, whether the staff will be associated with that and whether it's, it's got medical connotations. I if it has it's medical, 
if it has medical connotations, then presumably there will be medical staff on site. <coughs> Do I we know how many medical staff on site to cope with the 73 flats that there are there? It could be, well, it's a combination. You know, it's, it is an area for treatment which could be care on site or someone coming in to do that care. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, that's exactly so, what it... So there's no actual doctors or medical no, staff, nurses no. on site? No. Ah, I see. That's... So it's an old people's home, in fact? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. I'm sorry, but as far as I'm concerned, it's an old people's home. It's a residential home. It is with not a, a hospital next door where they, they can go if they need it. It, it is it's not apartments, Councillor Easton. If you read your papers, not. it is apartments. They yes. all have a front yes. door key, which means they can lock it if they wish to or unlock it if they don't. If they wish to have their feet done, which elderly people find more and more important because they cannot actually bend down to do their feet, they therefore need a chiropodist. They usually need it once every three months, and therefore I presume the facility will be there for the person to come in, make their appointments and do that. Often these extra care facilities have hairdressers that will come in if the person is of the nature that they can't actually get out to the local hairdresser. That is the sort of thing which a treatment room is useful. The facilities are, but I'm talking about medical facilities. These people are going to need medical care and attention. That's a care home. Now, if there's no nurses on, on site, where are they going to get the medical care from? They're not. You've said before, you'll have people to do their hair and to do their feet. Now, as far as I'm concerned, and, and the treatment room, if the figures that were given by Councillor Ranger and need to go by, is a four-foot square box, 2.47 metres square. Um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not viable. I'm sorry, but I'm not in favour of it. But, Madam right. Chairman, that's not a planning objection. It is not. It's that's not just a what I was going to say. What Councillor Wells said was absolutely correct uh, in terms of it. I, whilst we are satisfied that this, this is fit for purpose in terms of where we go with extra care, it is not something that we should be considering under a planning... Councillor Perry, you're next. You wish to come back. Thank you, Chairman. Very, very quickly, first of all, point of information, the hospital next door does not have an A&E, and the surgeries they do offer there, consultancy base. I'm trying to increase their NHS is trying to decrease and we've got they do offer respite care but two of their wards are empty one doesn't even exist that was for information I want to talk about conditions highways in the usual have no objection to anything but that is a very busy road with lots and lots of heavy vehicles delivery vehicles are our conditions strong enough to stop contractors vehicles on the road they shouldn't be on the road. That site is so big they can go into there. That's one. Also, that is a flood area. Believe it or not, I've had a boat along that bit of road just there, Rabbit Road before now. And we've had a developer a very short distance away putting spoil into the watercourse. Are our conditions strong enough to stop this happening on this? Thank you, Chair. Um... The second part of that, putting spoil in the watercourse is illegal. So how many conditions you put on, the type of person that would do it, and I'm not saying this would be the situation, the condition wouldn't stop them. But what I would suggest is 
I'm sad, I agree with you. I think I'm satisfied that construction traffic could easily go off the site and, and not. Bearing in mind you're likely to be having, you will be having a residential consent being developed next door at the same time. So could I just suggest that we have a construction management plan which covers all those necessary issues? I think I, I, um, I have to say that I feel that we need to put the construction management plan on nearly all our developments. It is, it, it is the contractors that usually cause the most aggro that the members get. It's not actually the it's when they start developing they all line up down the road. It, it is quite a problem. Anyway, the last speaker I've got down to speak is Councillor Ranger. Thank you for allowing me to come back, Chair. Um, I'm going to take up Mr Brown's point about um, the zebra crossing. Rosemary Lane, Dumbo, there was no requisite from the, the uh, content of an application there that required it, but Great Dumbo Town Council insisted on a zebra crossing and one got put in. It's of no use whatsoever. So in a case like this, with Rabwinter Road being what it is, and the point made by, I think it was Councillor Kent for a crossing, we should have a condition that says there must be a pedestrian crossing. We cannot allow this to go ahead with buggies coming out of that building expected to cross to Tesco's. It's a nonsense. So we, we, that, if this goes ahead, that's, that's got to be a, an absolute must. Um, but I'm actually chairman. I'm so convinced that this is not doing what we thought, well I thought it was going to do at outline approval stage I'm going to make a formal proposal for this to be deferred for the purpose of further discussions regarding the medical facilities built into this building under the extra care label can, right, um, can we vote on there was a proposal by Councillor Wells can we no 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 we have to take a deferral deferral, deferral first yeah. Yeah. Right, we cannot have any more discussion. It has been proposed to defer because Councillor Ranger would want more discussions with extra care I, uh, with regard to this facility because he feels that this extra care is not being provided for. So I will ask all those in favour of deferral for that reason. Would you like to read out the reason that Councillor Ranger gave just so everybody is clear? Medical care, do you mean? Extra care. Extra care. We need a definition of extra care. Okay. All right. We need a month to work our way through the You said one month, and I think one month, I think we need a report back one, in one month's time, because I would hate to see this any longer than one month. This is a facility that needs to go, to, needs to be uh, uh, decided one way or the other. So if we could have that back. Okay, we will then go on to the next planning application, which is... UTT143620, 
Um, Mrs. Shoesmith, you're going to take us through, and this is Keith Eden's application for a garage. Thank you very much, Chairman. The application is for the erection of a detached garage, um, which is located on here, uh, which is part of uh, number six, Friends Walk. The site here used to form part of an entrance into the Friends School site um, before the construction of the dwellings um, on the back here. This is the area uh, which the proposed garage will be located. It's um, fenced off around the rear, so uh, there is no access um, which previously exist, existed. Um, in terms of the siting of the garage, it will be set back from the um, edge of the pavement by eight and a half metres, allowing sufficient room for cars to stand at the front of the garage as well. Um, this is a typical um, design of what is proposed in terms of the garage. Uh, as I said, it will be a double garage, and chances are it would look something like this with buff bricks. The Size, scale and design of the proposed garage and its location is considered to be acceptable. Whilst the garage itself doesn't, uh, in terms of size, comply with the parking standards, there is sufficient parking um, in front of the garage and on site on number six as well. Um, the scheme is considered acceptable, um, subject to conditions and subject to no consultees um, raising new issues um, and that this application is delegated with authority being passed to the Assistant Director of Planning and Building Control to issue the decision after the consultation date has expired, which is tomorrow. Thank you, Chair. Right, who would like to uh, lead on this? Councillor Ranger. Can I just ask, is this in a conservation area? Uh, sadly not. I've already looked that up. <laughs> is that seconded? I have to say that these are very nice houses around here. It is sad that um, it's a purpose-built one. I would have liked to have seen a, maybe a wooden one or something. Did somebody not mention that it was going to be made of brick? Rather than that sort it, of construction. It is brick, isn't it? Buff brick. It's buff, buff brick. I think the houses are buff brick, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Maybe he could paint the front door buff as well. Yeah. yeah. I believe it would be. There is a different, uh, two different types of bricks. There is buff brick and red brick along the road, so they vary the, the dwellings. Okay. But um, number six um, is buff brick anyway. Okay. Did I have a seconder for that, by the way? Councillor Wells. Um, yes. You say it's under size. Will you get a normal car into it? Um, you wouldn't do. <laughs> the, um, 
The dimensions of the garage, uh, the parking standard uh, standards are six metres by seven. Um, this is six point eight five by six point three, so it's marginally short. Um, you'll still be able to get absolutely. Add anything, or shall we go to the vote? Can I just add or ask a question? Will it be on a slab, or would it be footings required? Because there's a watercourse area that goes under. It's unclear from what's been submitted. Um, I'm assuming slabbed, but uh, it will be building control that will be dealing with that okay. part of it. All right. It has been proposed and seconded for approval. All those in favour, please show. I'm not voting at this persistent. Against or abstentions? I'm abstaining, abstaining too, so that's two abstentions. You voted, didn't you, Jan? Huh? Four. That's what I thought. Yes. Sorry. Your hand went up and down so quickly. Right. Okay. That um, concludes the, um, the planning applications. The next one is a tree. Um, Nigel Brown, you're going to take us with the tree. And this is actually uh, Andrew Taylor's tree. Thank you, Chairman. Nothing to add to the report. Only the photograph on page 32 shows, shows the two sycamores. Uh, which the council's tree officer has agreed can be reduced by 33% uh, crown and without harming the trees. So the, the recommendation is... Uh, members, can we have one meeting, please? So the recommendation is to not object to this. Um, I don't, we don't think sycamores are trees. No, They're weeds. Uh, mem members of this committee, you must realise that we actually employ... <laughs> people who are landscape officers who actually have qualifications they describe this as a tree we therefore must read the report as it is written we can all have our personal opinions but with regard to planning we must actually look at it as the report is 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 written i propose the recommendation and it should be done thoroughly <laughs> many of us may agree with you because sadly there seems to be an utter set a lot of trees that get out of control and then we have problems. Do I have a seconder for that? Councillor Perry has seconded it. Nobody else wish to speak? All those in favour, please share. Unanimous. Fine. The next thing on the list is the appeals decisions. Anybody wish to make any comments on the appeals decisions? I thought we would. Yeah, <coughs> Councillor Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Councillor Perry. <laughs> Thank you, Chairman. It's very nice, the last one, to see that the appeal inspector did agree with the members of the committee. Ah. Uh, excuse me, is that the one on um, take? Yeah. Yes, could you just add down that I, I had a pecuniary interest in that when it was decided and therefore I did not take part in the discussions, but I don't think it's worth me electing a chairman to discuss it and go out of the room. So. Anything else on those? Right. The next one is planning agreements. Anybody have any comments on the planning agreements? No. Urgent business. I have none. Does anybody else wish to add anything on urgent business? Right. Therefore, I will close the meeting. Oh, right. On the planning agreements? No, no. All I wanted to say, Chairman, is there is a crisis in Saffron Water regarding the surgeries. There is a crisis at the hospital. 
And then they the, 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 the I'm going to board. call you out of order. I, I can't have that under urgent business. I will close the meeting, and then you can make that comment off oh. mic to your okay. colleagues. So I will close the meeting at 3:20. Thank you. Oh, sorry.